0: Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInniff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving, where we give you information and education on senior care Topics today we are interviewing and speaking with Randy Varagas of Boston Senior Medical. But first, before we do that, I need to read Randy. We have a show sponsor, believe it or not. Right. So I got to read the, the show sponsor notes. Today's podcast is brought to you by WellAware Care, the smart elder care solution for today's caregivers. Sleep Sound, the company's premier solution, is a remote nighttime fall detection and notification system. Sleepsound Sound is there when you can't be and provides real-time fall notification to caregivers, so help can be provided quickly. The system uses no wearables, buttons, or cameras, and provides caregivers with peace of mind their loved one is safe. Learn more about the smart fall detection solution at wellawarecare.com. Wellawarecare.com, and there we go. We are ready to rock and roll. How are you, Randy?
1: Great, Ryan. Thank you for having me on your show.
0: Thanks for being part of it. It's always exciting to get to meet people. This is our second kind of interaction. We spoke our video conference uh, a week ago um, before, and I just thought that your um your energy and then your business that you're working is is pretty unique and a little bit different so i thought it would be smart to um chat a little bit so you know how did you get into up we got a little we got a little that's okay we just keep rolling with the punches
1: yeah i forgot to turn off my phone (laughs) that's too funny
0: so, um, tell tell us a little about about um, yourself as well as Boston Senior Medicine and how you kind of uh, got into that. What was kind of your background, and then how did you get into this this company?
1: Yeah, Boston Senior Medicine is um, is a great company, and it's funny. I've I I moved here at the end of two 2000- thousand. 2009 from a whole other world. I owned a yacht brokerage and I was living overseas and had a totally different life. End of 2009, I came here from Greece. We had been multi-millionaires and now we're penniless and we're moving in with my parents. And I was like, dad, what am I going to do? And he said, you've got a degree in marketing. Go do this because my father has a PhD in psychology and had been managing all these psych units and hospitals. So, uh, I became a community education manager for some of these psych units in hospitals, these geriatric acute settings, um, geropsych. And from there, I went to work for a VNA. And then from there, I was in um, assisted living for many years. And then uh, I worked for home care for about two months and COVID hit. And so I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm done with healthcare, you know, and and some things kept passing my desk and I would say, no, 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 no. But when this came by, I said, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in again because Boston Senior Medicine's business model to me is a no brainer. It helps everybody and it, it just makes sense. So basically we're a mobile primary care practice that only serves seniors in their homes. And to me, that was just beautiful. And I had to be a part of
0: it. Yeah, and and it it made sense to me because I think more and more people are looking to be Catered to in their home, whether yeah. they're in a residence like we service that population, or whether they're in assisted living or in some other um, in some other uh, circumstances, yep. um, it makes sense to have people come into the home and be able to provide those services if hands-on services are needed. And then I'm sure with telehealth and the explosion of that through COVID, that can uh, that can be done as well with your your doctors. Correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and I also um, say if if somebody is is very healthy, I made up a tagline: healthy, sick, or feeling blue. This primary care comes to you, because yeah, unlike unlike a VNA, a visiting nurse association, you don't need to have that homebound status. You can be very healthy. You can be out playing tennis all the time, and decide I'm not gonna go get my annual checkup this year because I don't want to get Covid or whatever else is out there, and I can understand that. I haven't done mine either, and um, but Boston Senior Medicine can come right into your home. They'll wear the PPE, you know, do everything that's necessary and more to prevent you know germs and spreading, and um, take care of you in your home. I think it's really cool because we're only mobile. We've kind of developed a science. I say we have only really been with the company for three weeks, but I love it. They have developed a science for um, providing this stuff at home. So on top of just like regular annual checkups, um, these uh, folks can bring in um, EKGs, um, ultrasounds, um, X-rays. We can do bedside testing for like a UTI, which I think is really important, especially when they're in an assisted living community those behaviors get exacerbated and everybody says, get them out, get them out, send them to the ER, you know, something wrong with them. And, um, instead of having that discombobulating, uh, situation for the senior, we could come in, take their urine, and go, yep, it's a UTI, write a script right there for some antibiotics. And they're back to themselves in a couple days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that, that there is a lot of, um, Yeah, I guess you could use trauma of leaving, leaving uh, your home. And especially if there's, there's memory impairment, there's, there's people, strange people driving you to a strange place for a reason that you're not quite sure of. And that can Mm -hmm. be, that can be really uh, uh, scary. And then even if you don't have memory impairment, um, you know, it's just, it's all, it's a big endeavor to go out and when you're used to maybe walking to the, the the dining room area and then to the living room area, that's right. a big endeavor to to leave the community and go to a hospital or go to a doctor's office.
1: Huge, yeah.
0: Now, yeah. now let's back up a little bit because okay. this is also about you as well. You were you had a yacht company. You had a what? What was yeah. that? <laughs>
1: Um, I, uh, I started a yacht brokerage when I was living on a houseboat in Key West. And uh, I know, I know. And we decided to have a niche. And so we only focused on sailing catamarans. So it started by, um, picking up cats in, in Fort Lauderdale, actually, that had been, um, repoed, a lot of drug boats (laughs) and we would just, you know, give it some elbow grease and, and resell it. And then um, my husband at the time was French, ooh la la. And so we would go out to the French West Indies and um, the French at the time had this really cool um, tax thing. And so you could buy a catamaran in a charter company for five years and get all these tax advantages, but at the end of five years, it didn't didn't help you financially. all these charter companies um, were like getting rid of boats that were five years old. We were picking them up like crazy. And then we were buying them for the French franc. So we're making a mint just off the exchange rate alone. But then we would, um, again, elbow grease, clean them up, do whatever we needed to do, would sail them back to the States and sell them to Americans. And, um, so we sailed from like Martinique all the way up to Boston. We've, I've got thousands of nautical miles under my belt. It's pretty wow. cool.
0: So you were flipping catamarans is what you were doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah.
0: Usually people crazy, flip so- like in, in a, a pair of shoes, they find out a good deal at a thrift store and you're, you're, you're flipping uh, catamarans. That's a, that's a pretty crazy story.
1: Yeah, I know it was a lot of fun. It really was. Looking back, and you know, memories like you only remember the good stuff. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And his his kids did it. You know, he had four boys, and they're all salty. Uh, just it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So well, that's that developed in yeah, it developed into so much more. We would spend summers in France, and um, so finally, when the euro kicked in, we decided a lot of our, our buyers were looking for cats and they were getting pushed out of work early, losing all their money in the stock market. And they, they couldn't buy the vessels. So I said, let's flip our business. Let's buy American um, power boats and sell them to the French. So we moved to France and we thought, Oh, this is what we'll do. But when we actually lived there, we just fell in love with all the buildings and the, the architecture. So we bought, We bought a really big old building and renovated it and kept the the yacht business on the back burner. And in about five years, uh, we got a call from a trimaran company that said, hey, do you want to represent us on the Riviera? Because that's where we were living. And we said, well, we'd have to sail on your vessel, you know? And they said, well, we're having a regatta in Greece in two weeks. We were like, we'll be there. So we, we went to um, Ancona, Italy, we drove there, hopped on a ferry boat, went to Igumenica, Greece, drove our car around, hopped on another ferry, went to lefkada in, in the Peloponnese in Greece. And it's beautiful, fell in love with Greece. Didn't really care for the trimaran, but then we just remortgaged everything in France and bought a ton of land in Greece. And we were designing 6,000 square foot homes with retractable roofs so you could see the stars at night. It was beautiful. We were going to have a huge charter company ourselves. We had like, you know, a 20-year plan. Then Greece hit the skids. The economy crashed. Yeah. And we bought all this land the summer after the Peloponnese burned. And so we got this huge grant from the Greek government saying like, if you start a business here, you're going to get all this money. I went to the bank one day and I said, I need money to pay our workers. They said, ohi, which means No. didn't have any money and i said what do you mean and they spent all of our money they loaned it out it's like what then i said that's okay because the greek government is still going to give us our grant nope that wasn't happening either we were like what are you kidding me so we went back to france and we're like oh my gosh and everything had was remortgaged we were totally you know everything was upside down that's when we came back to america so
0: that's our that's my little story so that is a that I mean obviously that was at the time it was probably very stressful and difficult but it's that's I mean it's just a wild story on uh because you you remember hearing about how uh difficult it was over in Greece during the 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 07 to 09 010 time frames right. where you know banks were closed down people were waiting in lines to get their money if they could get their money um, right. you know reminiscent of the Great Depression in the United States uh, you know 70 80 years earlier um, right. but they brought you back to, to good old Massachusetts so you yeah. traded you traded the warm weather of Florida and the uh, French uh, the French uh, West Indies to go to French France and now you've traded it all, to be in cold new england during the 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 winter so you're uh you're it's an interesting triangle of uh, traveling you did
1: it is and i you know it's funny i feel like i'm home i grew up in texas but we summered here i live in hull it's a seven mile long peninsula so the town itself is really salty it's eclectic i love it and um oh bless you (laughs) and so um so, yeah, I feel like I've come full circle. I love living here. I love I love raising my son here. He now goes to Berklee College of Music. I'll give him a plug in case anyone out there is looking for a musician. So it's great.
0: So now getting back to Boston Senior Medical. So when we Medicine. were speaking the other day, you know, one of the big differences between like some of the VNAs, um, private home care. And what you do is, is that you know you're, you're not needed immediately in emergency situations or on a scheduled weekly weekend ba- basis like a VNA would be or a private home care would be. So if you get different you're going to eventually uh, get different calls in different sections of the greater Boston area, the, the eastern Massachusetts area. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be scheduling. So, so part of the the, the the pros and the cons is you're going to have somebody that comes to you, which is an outstanding service, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be like next day or same day. It's say, hey, listen, we need to schedule your physical or this, that, the other, um, you know, it might take a few days or a week. What, And then if it's an emergency, then I would imagine that's where you would say, well, you probably need to visit an urgent care or a, a hospital if the, if it's that much of an emergency.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so I do, when I'm talking to professionals who could give us referrals, I definitely make that very clear. We're not an urgent care center. We're not your ER. You know, if you, if you tumble down the stairs and your leg's broken, we can't get there in five minutes. You know, you, you're going to have to go to the ER for some things, even though you're in our practice. Um, but I did get a call uh, from a girlfriend of mine who works for a VNA, and she said, this is for my grandmother, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, so she's like, I, I love the idea of your business, mobile primary care practice, I think that's great, my grandmother just came from Maine, she's not seen a doctor in 10 years, she's a hoarder, we we drugged her and dragged her down to Plymouth, <laughs> I was like, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, so it, it kind of seemed urgent, but, you know, not, not like go to urgent care. So I talked to my team. Um, they uh, verified the insurance. They were out there the next day. And I was like, oh, that's nice that they can do that. Um, I had another call last week. Um, a woman uh, was a nurse with COVID and couldn't handle her, her mother. Her mother ended up with colitis and diarrhea and fell. And, you know, it was, she was just freaking out, called us. We were there the next day for a new patient. You know, she said, I heard about you. We were there the next day. So that made me feel good. But you're right. If somebody is just saying like, oh, I love the idea. Um, I would love to have a a primary care practice come to my, my parents' home or whatever. um, And nothing's wrong. We'll call you that day or the next day to schedule your next appointment. It could be a week out, you know, but but that's okay because, like you You're just home. said, we're You're not, not <laughs> exactly
0: yeah. well. And that's and, the other thing where where it sounds good. And I apologize for interrupting. It just sounds uh-huh. good that if there is a bit more of a. Um, we won't say urgent need, but if there's, if time is, is it would be preferred that somebody gets out there sooner than later, you have a pretty fast turnaround time in, in many cases with within 24 hours. But if time yeah. isn't of the essence, then that can be, um, that can be, you know, scheduled out maybe a, a few weeks to a few months in advance if it's just routine mm-hmm. checkups and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I love that we've got a phlebotomist on staff. So just for like, like I know when I go to my primary care, they're like, oh, you've got to go here to get your blood drawn. You've got to go there to get an x-ray. You've got to go here. Well, we can bring that to the home. Um, and that that blood draw is so important. So we can also help people who are trying to manage their INRs if they're on blood thinners. We can help people manage their um, is it A1C levels for diabetes? I always get those mixed up. ac one A1C. Do you know what I'm talking
0: about? I know what you're talking about. I've, I'm not a medical professional, so I'm not sure either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Okay, I'm I'm not either. If you haven't been able, to I tell. stayed at a Holiday
0: <laughs> Inn last night. Though I'm not even a business owner or a podcaster. I stayed at a Holiday <laughs> Inn last night. <laughs> there
1: you go. Exactly. That's funny. Uh,
0: so yeah, so with with that. with that information, do you? Um, you know, do you foresee that this will, you know, continue to rapidly grow is the I mean, are, are you seeing that there's a lot of popularity in having just somebody come in versus the more uh, traditional mode of the doctors in a building and you go to the doctor to see them? Mm hmm.
1: Absolutely. People, uh, the feedback has been incredibly positive. Um, They say, oh, this is like the olden days. And um, yeah, it is. Or it's like, like Europe now. Like, I know we don't have a practice where you can come in and see us. We, we are just mobile. Um, So, that's all we do, and we've perfected it. Sometimes I'll talk to assisted livings, and they say, "Well, we've got a doctor that likes to come in. You know, he'll come in every now and then if his patient needs him to come in." Well, that's great, but he doesn't. That's not um, what he specializes in, like we specialize in. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't. I don't say like, if you absolutely love your primary care, then stay there. That's great, you know. And especially if they'll come out every now and then, fantastic. But we're for the person who doesn't want to go to the doctor's office, can't go to the doctor's office. I was even thinking the other day about um, all my friends who are working in hospice. And I've heard so many hospice stories. And the person on hospice usually has a caregiver at home. That caregiver at home is neglecting their health, I can guarantee you. So we would be perfect for that caregiver at home who doesn't want to leave their spouse on hospice. We can come in. Too many seniors right now with COVID, with winter in the air, are just avoiding their annual checkups. And so we can come in and just take care of them. And then I say, look, if things calm down, things change, and our patient wants to go back to their primary care and to the doctor's office, go right ahead. It's not a a prison. We're not going to hold you forever. But for now, check us out. Come and join our practice. And um, I think that they're going to love the convenience and safety of what Boston Senior Medicine offers.
0: That's what I think. There's actually two interesting things that you brought up and that, that being, you know, I've, I've told people uh, as well that whether you pay for my services or not, there Mm -hmm. is a cost to providing care Um, that Mm -hmm. is either going to be your personal time or your, financials, uh, meaning your money, or if you decide to do it yourself, not only your personal time, but it could impact your your personal finances as well as your kind of mental and physical well-being. Right. there's always a toll to and there's a cost to caring for somebody it's up to you whether that you want that to be strictly financial more financial and less personal than than more personal and less financial so i think that bringing that up that people are taking a toll as a as being the family caregiver is absolutely great point. Um, additionally, that kind of brings me into another question that I have: is that my world and, and kind of talking about what I just said is that sure. either somebody's doing that out on their own, and they're they're the ones that are. Uh, accepting the responsibility of caring somebody, or they're paying for somebody to do that. And to have somebody come in and to pay for that is strictly out of pocket unless they have long-term care insurance. With Mm -hmm. you, I imagine people are sitting here going, hey, listen, this is great that somebody can come into my home, but mm-hmm. what, is this paid privately? Is this paid through insurance? Is this just like handing over the, the, the credit card piece of the credit card information here and uh-huh. saying, here's my copay? How does that whole whole system work?
1: I'm glad you asked because that's a big piece of it. I With my last job, I would say, we do this, this, this. Isn't it wonderful? Now hand over 8000 a month. So, I am happy to announce that we take Medicare, Medicare (laughs) Plan B. It's so easy, you know? And if somebody has a private insurance, we can call them up and and see if we can work something out. Uh, We are definitely in the growth mode. That's why they've hired me. Uh, Boston Senior Medicine has been in business for two years doing this. And prior to this, the owner and all the team were doing other things in the medical world. So it's not like they all just have two years of experience. As a matter of fact, Um, The owner happens to have an MBA, which I like because he really gets the business side of this, but he also has a doctorate in pharmacology, which is really cool. So the whole practice is kind of looking at this like, let's lower the readmission rates in hospitals. Let's prevent uh, as best as we can our patients, um, you know, for going into the hospital. Let's be proactive instead of reactive. And I love that method. He'll look at all the medicines of somebody and say, whoa, let's try to reduce these medicines. Whoa, that's quite a cocktail. This is going to create some behaviors and things like that. Very often as we age, a lot of, you get a lot of doctors and they don't always talk to each other. So it's good to have a primary care that really understands that.
0: And then just kind of a, a oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, that's covered by Medicare. <laughs>
0: it's everybody it is covered by medicare don't worry your insurance will be accepted they're happy to have insurance pay for this now another question that i'm sure people will ask is Mm -hmm. about the consistency of the same uh physician and doctor that would be coming out to see them is this a situation where it would be the same person or is there the chance that it would be a different person every time or maybe two or three different doctors and it would be uh, a chance that you'd get one out of the three
1: no although we claim to be like a you know uh interdisciplinary team you know we talk to each other a patient belongs to the practice not a person um but we we understand that importance and so yes if you're working with uh this wonderful nurse practitioner you're always going to get that wonderful nurse practitioner you're working with this person you'll always get that person um so we'll we'll try to do that as often as possible. You know, everybody has a day off and might get sick. Those are exceptions, but the rule will be yes. This is the person who will keep coming to see you.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's
1: easier for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's that that um, you know. You know, maybe and maybe that's the pros and the cons of things, right? There's always there's always drawbacks where it 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 should be most of the time that you're going to be seeing the same person. But also, if that person decides to to leave the company and go to to another future endeavors, decides to say, hey, listen, I'm going to go down to Florida and sell catamarans, um, then then there idea. there there is the chance that there would be a new person that you would have to be reintroduced to, versus right. you know the standalone. Um, doctor's office is is likely to be the same person for a long time. But again, that same situation has come up in my life where somebody says, hey, I'm retiring, I'm done you're going to have to find a new doctor and you're going to have to, or life changes things, life changes what you were planning to do. And then those, those changes can occur. And I certainly am not trying to, um, downplay that in in any way or what Boston, um, senior medicine is going to do. But the, the, you know, it's like when families talk to me about, Hey, can we just get like, 10 hours a week of care. And I'm like, well, y- yeah, you can, but you're, you're going to have inconsistency. And is that something that's important to you? Mm. And I, I would imagine that that's going to be important to your clients. So it's, it's good to have continuity of the different nurse practitioners and doctors that you have on your staff. Definitely. Ah, Excellent. Well, I mean, so, so kind of wrapping it up, what, how do people reach out to you? What is the, what is your service area and and how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in in learning more, speaking with you or uh, ideally getting your services?
1: Exactly. Um, Well, I'll put this up there. Maybe it's, it's um, crooked, but they can uh, look up Boston senior medicine Mm-hmm. And they can always call my cell phone actually 781-635-5414. Or they can call the office 508-232-6963. And um, or, or if if somebody's really into email, you could email me also. It's just R Viroguis. I'll spell that for you.
0: It's on it's <laughs> actually on the, uh, the the video. There you
1: go. Yep, it's Spanish. It means to see the water, which was pretty cool when I was owning a yacht brokerage. Um, So it's arviragwas at bostonseniormedicine.com.
0: And I will link your, uh, your, I will put a link in the description to Boston Senior Medicine so that it might be easy for people who are on the web just to click and go. Thanks, Ryan. Randy thank you so much for for joining and taking the time out of your day to to talk and be interviewed a little bit i think learning about your your business and your company is great but also learning about your background and what makes you tick and how everybody's story is a little bit different on how they get into senior care is always a fascinating thing for me because you know this is my community this is your community and it's great to, to get to know one another and and kind of not just about the companies we represent, but what makes you, you. So that was great to learn about.
1: I appreciate that, Ryan. I had fun. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. And I will wrap it up with thank you all to the listeners and viewers for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, uh, providing education and information for senior care topics. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we will catch you on the